Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everybody, how are you? Uh, and welcome to uh, the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in and downloading and seeking us out. This is the first ever episode, this is the first time we've done this, which is really, really, really exciting for me. This has been a lot of like work to get to this point. So here we go, the idea is really simple, if you've tuned in you have no idea what this actually is. Me, a celebrity and a spin of a roulette wheel. That's it. Um, on the roulette world, a load of takeaways. Whatever it lands on, we have to eat. Could be anything. Like curries, Chinese, Indians, fried chicken. It's all up for grabs, all right? So we've got some amazing guests lined up. So you don't miss anything. Go and subscribe. Tell your mates about it. Press the little, the little button at the top. You know, subscribe. It means you'll never miss an episode. So sit yourself down and get comfy. Because here... Oh, here we go. The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken. Everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi. If it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome. Hello. 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 Hey. How are you? I'm good. Uh, welcome to the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Thanks very much. With me, Tom Green. I am quite nervous. The name does give it away. Yeah. So the idea is is that we are gonna we're gonna have dinner together tonight. Yeah. And it's gonna be picked by the roulette wheel behind me, which you can you can see there. She's terribly written. I can't understand what I decided. I don't know what I'm eating anyway. Hey, it's my handwriting. <laughs> I really worked hard on getting that done quite quickly. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna spin that, and then whatever it lands on, we're gonna eat. Yeah, tonight. love it. Um, I'm seeing lots of kebabs and I'm here for it. Yeah, because I want a kebab. That's why. Right. Is that how it works? I've just put more kebabs You've on. You've rigged I, it, yeah, guys. I them. Exposed. Not fair. It's because I'm on a diet. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say when oh, I came in, Tom, you look like you've lost weight and you've just nothing. I've said that to you already, haven't uh, I? Have you? Yeah, just right. not like in the flesh. Uh, okay, yeah. I lost, I've, I've lost a stone, guys. So Well done. Cheers. That's, nice that's half of my dog. Yeah, we it's half. Yeah, we have worked My dog out. is two stone. Big dog. Facts. Real facts. <laughs> um, thanks for having us in your home as well, by the way. Mm. We, we, we're switching this up. Sometimes we're going to do it at my house, but we, you've invited over to your lovely flat. Thanks very much. It's weird because I've done a few of these and you don't always get pop stars in pop star houses, <laughs> right? I'm not going to name names because that's not cool, but you don't always get 
what you expect. Really? No. And you got what you expected? Massively. Really? <laughs> totally. Wow, I'll take that. I don't want... I'm, listen, I'm not going to give away where you live, but you live in a beautiful flat in a sort of old school... Imagine what you think a London flat would be like. Right. It's exactly It's like that. the New York equivalent. It's exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when you go down to London, you're like, I want exposed brick and high walls, and then you realise how much that is, and you go, <laughs> I'll, I'll just take a one-bed in bow. You're like trying to out me now. And then you did this. You did it. <laughs> You made it happen. Somehow, somehow. I'm in the butt end of nowhere, though, I think. I don't think you are. I feel like I am. You're proper North London. I'm moving, though. I know you are. You just so bought a house. So this is fake news. I have. I just yeah. bought a house. I, you text me when you text me about saying the fact that you bought a house. You said, I need a new house, Tom. And I, said, I said, why? And you said, because my <laughs> dog needs a room. Yeah, I need a room. I can lock him in. Don't give me this bullshit. <laughs> that you're not a celeb, that you're not a proper pop star when you're dropping lines like that. I love that. Yeah, but by room, I meant garden, Tom. I don't have a garden now. No, you don't have a garden right now. So that's what I mean. mean, And I would never lock him in there. My neighbours would drive, go mental. Yeah, they would. They really, really would. Very needy. Thanks for doing this, by the way. Thanks very much. And this is the first time that I had, when I came up with this podcast idea and I spoke to people about it, I had this idea of what it would be and it would be me and my friends drinking and so far it's not been that. (laughs) But this, you've offered booze. This is, yeah. Well, obviously, you coming over and i don't sorry uh, sorry to expose you is that yeah. off is no that it's right? beautiful is oh, what it is lovely it's fantastic but you know every time i see you there's alcohol involved so who am i to assume that we're not drinking this evening yeah and here we are hey? yeah and it's you're always the ringleader i'm surprised you didn't turn up with bag loads of bottles i know i didn't i brought my professional massive wi- my massive wheel, my massive and, that's wheel. and that's it <laughs> so i wrote an intro for you love it do you want to hear it yeah do i need to sit down uh, yeah i think you're gonna like this I'm so this is what already. i was supposed to say at the start okay. um she's one of the uk's finest hit makers Whoa. multiple brits winner <gasps> number ones under her belt and mobos for days She's had a massive 10 songs in the UK <laughs> Top 40 and she's just getting started. It's the world-class Ella Air. Oh, wow. Sounds big, right? It's a shame you couldn't get through it without, like, <laughs> fluffing your words. The thing is, that would have been edited out so no one, <laughs> no one would ever know. Oh, uh, I just exposed you again. You no, did. that was lovely. Apart from I'm not multiple Brit. Yeah, you are, according to my research. And there's one over there. Under my research, you won one with Rudimental and one with Sagala. No. Sagala didn't win or Rudimental didn't win? No, no, Sagala didn't win. Ah, bad research. Sars. One Brit Award <laughs> won. <laughs> we'll Do you know what? I could have gone along with that. I don't know why I said anything. I should have been like, yeah, multiple. Hear that and weep. Um, <laughs> can I can I go and get the Brit Award? You can get the Brit Award. This is so cool. And, and this is no big, because no one will know when this went out and sort of yeah. celebs that I've interviewed already. Yeah. But this is what I wanted. <laughs> and this is not what I've had so far. Fair Should enough. I get the in, in Brit Awards? Yeah. Yes. Yeah! This is what I wanted. Proper celeb. <laughs> what year? Uh, 2014. Oh my God. So there's a trick. Oh. If you... um. Hold on, let me, just let, it. let me give it to you. Just give me this a second. If I just do that. Yeah. <gasps> it lights up. It lights up. That's sick. I can't believe it still lights up, to be honest. I'm waiting for the battery to die. Because I don't know if there's anything. Once they're, they're broken and dead, I don't think you can. There's a screw at the bottom. You could replace it. Oh, yeah. So, Ella, rudimental, waiting all night, British single. What a moment. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's so It was sick. so cool because I really was not expecting it. Like, not at any point did I 
think that we were in the running for it because it was the same year as Get Lucky and like wow. Calvin had a big year as well and like the Rudimental were relatively new at the time and pff, I was a nobody at that time. I remember I went into the Brits with like 12,000 followers on my Twitter and came out with 70. Yes! It was like a massive like turning point I think for me and yeah just not at any point did I think we were going to win. It's a massive category as well. I think it's the biggest one. There's like 15 songs in the category and we won. That's so that's so incredible. My manager knew and filmed me. Yes. Which is cool. There's a video somewhere on some Nokia somewhere. Who was your manager at the time? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, it's Charlie. Yeah, same, Charlie. same manager now. Yeah, same manager now. Also, I had another manager, James. Yeah. Um, who was lovely, but it's no longer. Charlie Arm Talyard. Charlie Arm Talyard. No, don't give him a shout out. Oh, uh, there you go. He released enough songs this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's got political already. <laughs> so, uh, over the course of the next hour, we're going we're gonna to eat. We're probably going to get drunk. Mm. Um, but to start with, you need to spin the wheel before Ooh. we even get going. Just so you know, over the next hour, we're going to talk touring the voice, X Factor Coronavirus. And Brit School. Oh God! Lots to look forward to. Looking forward Do you to want it. to go and spin the spin yeah. the wheel, Ella? Uh, with the wheel, you do have to hold the back of it because it is well shod. <laughs> it was sixty quid off eBay. That's fine. So hold the back of it and but just give it a proper spin because, like... uh, yeah, maybe pull it towards you might be a bit easier. Three, two, one. Good spin. Yes, my, my maths worked. It was almost low, a low-rated curry. Yeah. Or a high-rated Chinese. Oh, I would have banged a high-rated Chinese. Not, not tonight, Ella. Uh, <sighs> tonight, we're going to be eating kebab. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever wanted to watch you eat a kebab, to be honest. No, not with this beard. <laughs> it's not a nice look. Oh, God. Have you ever had a kebab? I've had a few guests that haven't. Oh. Uh, Obviously, I've had a kebab. If you haven't had a like, uh, you haven't had a late night out. If you haven't had a kebab, amen. And also, amen. Tonight, dinner's on me. Ah, oh. dinner is on me. Is your brick run out of battery? Yeah, it f- has. <laughs> oh my no! You're gone. Yeah, it's actually dead. You killed my brick. Saws. It's not been turned on for I'll, like three years. I'll replace it. No. I promise to replace it. Probably like a double A. Um, right. So I'm going to go in a generic food delivery website kebab is there any sort of kebab you want what's it called are oh, you not allowed to tell me i'm not allowed to say i'm not gonna say am i allowed to be handed the phone yeah you get it? my phone i'm gonna go with but these I'll... people ever had them oh no that'll be around here right yeah yeah fine or maybe i have <laughs> you wouldn't know on a remember. rogue day yeah i get that this is what i'm gonna have i'm really sorry it's not my go-to kebab place no 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 but it's you know not bad one either okay fine i'm just gonna please choose i want a tortilla wrap and i want some lettuce i'm gonna get garlic sauce garlic sauce you've got to get garlic sauce i feel too sober to i'm gonna sneeze this. that excited me so much are you okay <laughs> oh wow <laughs> good i'm gonna have a small there you go you get the phone do you know one fun fact about me? Uh-huh. I can sneeze with my eyes open. I thought that was impossible. It's I know it ain't. That's I'm really living proof that it's not impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. Really clever. Oh, thanks. Oh, um, I'm glad we got done a kebab because it's what I really, really wanted. Oh, uh, is that what you actually went for? Yeah, that's what I was really looking for. I think to. I'm going to get some chicken wings. You know. Yeah. You don't have to get. You do, it, it, I know it doesn't have to be a kebab. Doesn't We're have to ordering be a from a kebab place. Yeah. I've never had a donut. I always like the idea of a donut, and then I think I'll throw up. Yeah, it's it's the fact that you don't know what meat that is. Yeah. 
What is it? It Who could knows? be French Bulldog for all we know. Now that would be sad, <laughs> wouldn't it? But how would you know? Oh, your boyfriend just come back. He did with he your is. dog. With our dog, because your dog went for a wee he in the corner. Went for a wee in on his banana. Yeah, he gets. I'll uh, I'll just no. Ask, shall I spare the details? Let's spare the details. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Order the food, and then we can actually. Okay. Um. You know what? I'm gonna get the lamb sheesh. I love a bit of lamb, and then we get some rice and some salad. Oh, why wow, you are hungry? And then, well, no, because it comes with it. Okay, fine. It's a free option. It's a free option. You've got to make the most of your free option. You really do. It's like going to a hotel and not taking the soaps. Yeah, you have to. For your guest bathroom. Yeah, take them. Yeah. That's a pop star, guest bathroom. Yeah, but you're about to have a house. I'm about to have... Yeah, no, I'm just in the middle of buying a house with my girlfriend. Real life. We've had to pick carpets and... My God, shutters are expensive. Oh, I Ever know. tried to buy shutters? I know. My God, they're a lot of money. I had a conversation once with somebody who was like, oh God, I just spent 35 grand on blinds. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I can't relate. Don't know why you just told me that. What on earth are you talking about? What a dick. What an idiot. Why are you telling me that? Mm. When um, the people that did are, are you happy? You got the order? I got the order. You legend. 21 quid, you are cheap, which is good. Yeah, just like one... One. You, you are well cheap day. Uh, go to check out. Um, I think we need to put maybe put your address. If you add your address, yeah. Uh, there you go. And uh, and some instructions on how the hell to. Find I was going to say the, the, to get up here it was a was a labyrinth. Yeah, right? it is. That's the best part. Is that I'm a bit of a freak about. Um, Surely the takeaway the takeaway doesn't come to you all the way up here. Yeah, but I tip heavily. Yeah, fine. Because then when they call me and go, hey, can you meet me? I'm like, no. But I'm a heavy tipper. Yeah. No, I was like, you've got money from me. So okay, fine. You've already got the tip, bro. Yeah. Head up. Head the hell up. You, I actually write out instructions as well. <laughs> so I'm like, take a left, then a right. Yeah. But then they only give me a certain amount of characters, so it doesn't really make sense. It's like, left, right. You have to take out syllables. Yeah. To the left. I'd be really impressed if the person gets all the way up here. Well, that 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 we shall see. Right, new address. Here we go. I'm just going to do the instructions because they will get. Oh, you're going to type it in. Yeah, I am. What are you going to say? Well, I'm not going to tell anyone, am I? Oh, yeah, they figure out what building I'm in. Where you are. Yeah. yeah. Clever, clever, well clever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just while Ella does this, I'll describe her flat to you. <laughs> so it is very cool on the wall, and I've seen this in. I saw this on your social media. I can't remember what. Oh, it's really embarrassing. It's the huge French James Bond poster do you want to hear something outrageous totally I've never seen a James Bond movie what <laughs> what yeah that's mad I just found the poster in a thrift market and it's really cool for a hundred quid and then I had it framed and it looks cool but what's, I've never seen a Bond movie it's an- got Grace Jones on it though that's why I wanted it it was so sick yeah what's annoying though is because you're cool you can get away with having a James Bond poster but <laughs> me as a James Bond fan like, it's like oh a James Bond fan yeah. you put a poster up not cool I'm not 12 years old well I mean have you finished with the instructions no <sighs> we don't have to we don't have to we, we can just I'll edit all these gaps no, out this is true okay do you know what there's probably no point in giving him instructions I'm just going to say second floor yeah and then call when there uh, paid that yeah. is £25 I'm going to put that on my Amex bang um, could be half an hour, which isn't long. So we got to get going. <coughs> Bless you. Ordered. They are quite quick around here, but you know what will give you extra bargaining time is them trying to find the flat door. Legend. Food ordered. Waiting for a payment confirmation. Yeah, done. Fine. Keep an, eye, keep an eye on that. Food ordered. The amount of times I've not waited till it says order accepted and then found out an hour and a half later that it's not on its <sighs> way yet. Annoying. Yeah, I just... My... 
um, what's the word? Brain. Brain yeah. and, um, you know, patience and um, um, attention span. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. My attention span is terrible. So bad. like, I'll be like, food. Okay, wait, no, wait. I need to tidy up. Forget about it. Yeah. That's, that's annoying for you. Yeah. Now, Ella Air. <clears throat> I want to I want to start by going way back to the beginning because oh, I yeah. think this is fun. I like doing interviews where we actually talk through your life as right. opposed to just talking about what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I think this is way fun. So this There's is not a lot going on right now, to be honest. Don't listen. That's on page two. We're coming. To that. <laughs> it says that's also a lie. Tune in. Stay tuned. Lots coming. <laughs> Ella Air turned her back on a promising career as a competitive swimmer in order to pursue a music career. Enrolling at Brick School to study musical theatre and was spotted by management and signed her first record in 2012. All true? Yeah, apart from the fact I did not turn my back on my swimming career. My swimming Still career. Still leaving it open? No, no, my swimming career turned its back on me. What? Yeah. What happened? I got such bad ear infections because I was training a lot. I was like in the pool four hours a day. So I was training two hours in the morning, going to school, and then two hours after school. Yeah. And then at the weekends competing. But then I was spending so much time in the pool that my ears were getting infected so badly that I was missing training. And then eventually I just was, my times were getting slower and spending that much time in a swimming pool when you discovered cigarettes and boys just doesn't really (laughs) hang in there. There's so much more fun things than this damn pool. Yeah, but also disclaimer, I did have to, I got advised by a doctor to quit. Otherwise I was potentially going to lose my hearing eventually. So what was your stroke? I've never said that to anyone. Is that (laughs) Um, a question? Butterfly. That's a, that's a hard one. Everyone says that. But do you know what? There's logic behind it because I chose it because there's not many people that can be bothered to do it. Yeah. So I don't have that many competitors. Right. So at one point I was like the fourth fastest person in like London. Mad. <laughs> so you could have legit been a swimmer. Yeah. That's real sick. Yeah, no, I went, I was on a scholarship to a sports school. That's why I went to boarding school was to not study swimming, but to train and... You went to boarding school? I did go to boarding school. I read online something about you that everyone thinks you're posh and I get that now. Mm. When you say things like that, that's posh. That's posh. That's <laughs> I went prop. to boarding school. I went to boarding school to be a swimmer and I now, and then I went to Brit school and now I work in music. It was definitely a very eye-opening experience because I don't come from a wealthy background. Like my mum remortgaged the house twice to send me to that school and I was wow. on a 50% birth. So I had a very privileged upbringing, but it was in no means like handed to me on a plate. Yeah. Should we talk about Brit school? Go on. Because I'm obsessed with the idea of Brit school. Really? It's like fame. Yeah. It's because I know nothing about it because I don't really get it. And like everyone's like, oh, they went to Brit school. I'm like, what is it? Yeah. It's a mad school. It's a bit like university. It's like it's a college and there's different strands. So there's like um, drama, there's music, there's musical theatre, there's production there's dance there's like so many strands even photography and things like that it's just a bunch of creative kids that are you know not necessarily privileged because it's a free school you don't pay to go and you have to like audition and get in and so i studied musical theater and wow and then i basically decided i didn't want to sing other people's songs what's your favorite musical theater song oh toughy I never, it's really tough. I never thought I liked musical theatre until every film I watched in musical theatre, yeah. I loved. Yeah. I like, maybe I am that guy. Oh, yeah, you have to be. Totally. I, it's so hard to go to musical theatre production and not love it. Lame is? 
<laughs> not for me. Wow. I know. I I was a massive Les Mis fan for years. Yeah. And um, my girlfriend, who you know, yeah. um, got me tickets on, uh, one, yeah. on one of the front rows. Yeah. And I cried for pretty much the whole performance. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe I was there. Yeah. On the v- to be fair, amazing. I do love Les Mis. I say I'm not, not, I'm not, not a fan, but I think I'm just a Lion King girl through and through. Okay. Like, I love animals. I've always wanted to be an animal. And when I, like, fantasize. <laughs> about being on the West End all I wanted to be was Simba obviously that's not actually possible no, maybe it is it's 2020 listen, who knows out. yeah who knows but you know I um that's one of my favourite shows. It's my favourite movie. Okay. The original. So you never actually did musical theatre? You never went and got on the stage and did your thing? No. I... Ugh, it sounds awful, but I remember being, like, it was a year into my course, and I remember them having, like, a realistic chat. They had, like, um, people in the industry come in and have a chat with everyone about the realities of musical theatre. And somebody asked the question, like, oh, like, how much money do you earn as a musical theatre performer? And they were like, oh, you know, like, realistically, I'll probably never pay off my mortgage. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. Man wants a sick flat. Yeah. And like, I love musical theatre, but then I was also hearing them say, oh, you know, vocational school's really like long and expensive and you might not make it. There's so many people that want that place. And I'm like, oh, hold up. Like, I want to, I want to create my own destiny. I want to write my own songs. I want to, you know, be my own person and not have to rely on the parts that are invented for a mixed race. Yeah. You know, female of whatever age I'm at when I get that part. I found it like, like really eye-opening and was like okay I need to take hold of my own destiny I think and I don't know if I love it enough to do it I get that so you step back so I step back so in your year at Brit school was there loads of famous I mean famous by like you know people that I respect like Sasha Keeble she's a really cool artist and I remember her okay. at school and she was singing in the canteen a lot with um, it's Greece. You went to Greece. Yeah, no, that's it's- what it was like. It was <laughs> mad. It honestly, like, because I was in musical theatre, everyone hated us because we were like doing splits up the, the bloody floor, oh, uh, walls and stuff. And uh, but no, I love. I did actually really love being there. Um, it taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about um, being on time. But it hasn't really stuck. Nah. But it's it's it's, it's a lovely like team effort, and it was a great course. You've never loved- been late for any of my interviews. Have I not? No. You, that's you, a you, shock. Considering you, one of them was like a stupid o'clock. You were even on time the day after the Brits. I think. Was I? Yeah, you weren't supposed to get there at the start of the show. You got there like half six. Oh, I don't know if I went to bed. No, you didn't. We're going to come back to this. Yeah. I don't want to. There's a lot. Mm. I, I'm going to throw his name out here early to tease. This okay. is a bit of radio teasing. Ooh. We're going to talk about Harry Styles. Obviously. Whoa, okay. My guy, but not yet. Oh, not God, okay. So you were in Brit School uh, and then you got signed from Brit School. Mm. Was that with Charlie? Your- with Charlie, yeah. Well, I say sign, no. So I was at Brit School. My singing teacher at the time knew my manager that um, I then went on to have. And um, he was like, let's just like do a cover of like Crazy by Nels Barkley. Just put it on YouTube. I'll send it to him, see what he thinks. I was like, okay, fine. And so then he did and they liked it. And um met up with them and like we discussed like what it was I wanted to do and I just said I'd quite like to try writing never done it before but would be interested in being involved in that process as opposed to having songs written for me so then they like chucked me in the studio with like lots of people that they knew and had relationships with and I just built up my ability to write songs throughout the last year of my year at Brit and then by the end of that year they were like oh cool so like what vocational school are you going to what's your plan once you leave Brit and I was like I'm going to try and get a record deal yeah. and they were like um, 
plan B? <laughs> and yeah. I was like... But if that uh, doesn't happen... Yeah, I, but I, I've never had a plan B. I don't know what it is. I've never had a plan B with anything. Like, when I... Um, my mum couldn't afford to send me to boarding school anymore and it came to, like, sick form. And she was like, you need to get real. You need to get out of your head that you're staying at your boarding school because I can't afford it anymore. Right. So I was devastated. So I just wasn't even, like, thinking about it. I left it too late to apply to any schools. And then my drama teacher at the time was like, oh, you should apply for Brit. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Did. And then I was like, oh, I actually don't have a plan B. If I don't get into Brit, then I'm literally... Game over. ...not going to school after this. Shit. And then, so yeah, I never had a plan B. And then I just did and it. And now you're here. Now I'm here, yeah. Did getting signed sort of feel like you'd made it? Oh um, my God, by the way, the ride is on its way already. What? What oh the hell? Classic North but, London. Okay. Just so quick. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you feel like you'd made it? Yeah, but then just amazing things just kept happening. And then it'd be like, oh, 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 oh. Like it was a bit of a whirlwind, really, because I signed, I think I was like 16, 17, just finished my year at Brit and then um, was in a session with Rudimental. And then I ended up going on tour with Rudimental and I was on tour with them for like nine months. And then, then we had a number one and a Brit. And then like all of a sudden I had this album me thing that was going to get released. And it was like, ah. Oh! We've got to do something. Yeah. That's sick, though. It was a whirlwind, for sure. How long did the rudimental thing take after getting signed? Was that quite quick succession? Because I'm surprised we're the same age. You're 26, and it feels like yeah. you've been doing this for a very long time, so it must have been quite quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was quick in a sense that rudimental back in the day, and they still do, to be fair, were looking for, like, unique, lesser-known writers and voices to work with. They weren't just selective about... They were. I think they were selective in terms of, like, the style and the, the like quality of the people they were working with and so like they'd heard about this 17 year old husky singing person <laughs> I was like yeah sure let's do a session and then we just like hit it off got on really well and they didn't they were about to release their album their record and they didn't have a vocalist so they were like do you want to be our vocalist come on tour and I learned so much from being on the road with them because they were already seasoned performers and I wasn't I was yeah. just like dancing around like a monkey <laughs> and like that was that's where I learned that I could do that and that's the kind of performer that I was. So I owe a lot to them in that respect. So it doesn't really feel, and this might be unfair, right? Mm. It doesn't really feel like up until that point, you'd had much failure. That hadn't really gone, it doesn't sound like it'd gone wrong, really. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I guess I like everybody has their like little minor highs, minor lows. I would say that nothing has still major league gone wrong yet. God, yeah. I shouldn't say that, should I? No, that's touch wood, touch, touch wood, wood. Oh my touch God. wood. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, I think from the outside looking in, maybe people might think that things have gone wrong, but I always feel like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, of and course. And I still absolutely love writing and releasing and performing music. And yeah. I'm still getting to do that. So nothing's gone wrong for me just yet. Exactly. But my, my point is, you didn't have those, like, going to gigs and no one being there. Yeah. That uh, sort of, like... Or did you? Yeah, a bit. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I want to hear about. Yeah. Because that's the stuff that fascinates me, and I think that's the stuff that makes you who you are, yeah. right? Is the stuff that people don't talk about. Yeah, true. Everyone, we spoke about the Brit. It's sick, <laughs> right? But there must have been times where you did shows and it didn't go well, or that wasn't quite... It wasn't going in the right direction. Do you know what? Again, like, credit to Rudimental. They really taught me early on how to enjoy being 
on stage no matter what's going on in front of you um and so like their their touring philosophy was always about family so when i went on to do my solo music the only way i understood touring was to tour with your family so then i had my own band we've built our own relationships i still have the same band that i started with and we have so much fun on the road and on stage that like if we're playing to a room of three people or a corporate room of people that don't give a shit that we're stood in front of them being paid a stupid amount of money to yes. sing to people that don't care <laughs> like it's still fun because I'm with my friends on stage. I'm singing. I'm being silly. Like anyone that is listening, I'm, you know, putting on a show and that's my job. That's what I'm there to do. So there's definitely been tough gigs. Don't get me wrong. Like I'd say not to get deep, but like, obviously there's always a lot going on in like your personal lives and stuff in the background. And like, you might've just, you know, something might've gone terribly wrong and then you've got to hop on stage and you've got to like, act like everything's cool and fine. And uh, that can be testing sometimes. Like I did a gig the day after my dad died. Wow. Which was crazy. Yeah, I don't know how, how on earth you would get through that. I just, I think I just shut down. Yeah. It was really weird. But I, I was so grateful I did it. Genuinely, to this day, it still makes me smile because I just like, I always said that it made me think if my, my dad had never seen me perform live in the flesh. Okay. And so like, if he ever did now, yeah. I don't want the first time that he could have seen me perform live for me to not do it. To not bring it. Yeah. So I just did it. That's incredible. It was sick. What gig was it? It was my comeback show at Coco. Oh, man. Yeah, it was mad. I'd never played Coco before on my own. I don't even like support other artists. So it was like a bit of a moment for me. And it just like the fans really came through that day. And then they know how much that night meant. So they didn't know at the time, actually. But yeah. They do now. Have you watched any of it back? Can you watch it back? Yeah, there's like so many videos. I didn't, I, I'm kick myself for not having it filmed, but why would I yeah. at that time? But yeah, I, there's so many videos that they've posted of it and it's wicked. And we oh came God. back with like a full production and like my lighting designer, who I went to school with at Brit, yeah. um, went to town. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, did you ever not want to do that show? Uh, no, not at any point. No, it just didn't occur to me because like I've always been a people pleaser, and that's to my own detriment sometimes. But the idea of telling people that sold out my show that I'm, I can't turn up, I'm sure they'd understand. And of course, that's not a thing. But I just also think that's like, just do the show. Yeah. Just do the show. Like it, I, it's the one thing I love doing the most. Like I will take performing live than being in the studio any day. Okay. So do it. Do the thing that makes you happy. Yeah. And it did. And it was like a real moment. And like to this day, I'm talking about it. I wouldn't be talking about that show had I have not done it. So. No. Yeah. God, that gets me emotional. Yeah. That's really nice. It's yeah. almost, it's, it was almost created something. A, a, not a positive but like a a, a nice memory totally from like that whole thing. yeah the day after my the day after my dad's death yeah. i had a sick time yeah and like it all felt like in honor of him so you know it was a an interesting way to twist it and it really worked um you mentioned earlier corporate gigs mm. that i wanted to bring up with you right <laughs> because i when i was doing some research for this i did a bit of googling and like one of the pages was book ella thing. <laughs> and i was like sick mm. maybe i do want to do that mm. right how much of that do you get what's it like give us a real behind the curtains look at that because as you said that pays well what corporate gigs but just any gig that isn't like playing like a, sh a show for your fans yeah okay they're so strange <laughs> <laughs> okay but i really enjoy them and 
like I think it's become a thing between me and my band where we say we've never had a bad corporate gig because we always go into it knowing that people are less interested because they haven't paid to be there they might not even know who you are they don't care (laughs) they're there to get drunk their company's having a party for them let's face it everyone loves a Christmas party Yeah. so like having some music is a bonus so people get silly people don't care Um, and so you know, I, I just, I actually like to use that. I like, if no one's listening, I'll just like see what I can get away with saying <laughs> <laughs> before anyone notices that I'm talking about the fact that they're not listening. Pay attention. Yeah. It must be the it's hardest like, gig though. They, they do strike me as different. I remember funny. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's because I'm just happy to be like performing with my band and stuff. But I think as we talk about it afterwards and I'm just imagining what we're all going to say, that it's, it's, it's actually quite fun. You just got to take it for what it is at the end of the day i'm a performer i'm being asked to perform and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna make sure it's good it's food food. here the food's here oh my god oh have they found the door my doorbell doesn't work oh they might have found it they might have found it yeah your doorbells don't work i noticed that on the way in yeah do you know what all i need to do oh it is yeah so just so you know Side note for Daniel Dean's podcast, we never stop recording. Oh, okay. okay. So we're going to get the food. going to get all the noises. You get everything, right? Mm-hmm. It may not make the edit. Thanks, Tom. Love it. It may not make the edit, but we will keep recording. Should we have a look? Yeah, let's have a look. Okay. Did you get a wrap? Yeah, probably. Oh, strong yeah. choice. Full on kebab wrap. I'm actually really gassed because I went for lamb cubes. And if these are cooked well... I'm laughing. I'm so glad we ended up with a Donna Kebab. Do you want me to go and get plates? Can I go and get plates yep. from your kitchen? I can, yeah, if you want to get plates. Well, you're sort of stuck in the corner. Yeah, you can go and get plates I'll if you like. Them. They're in the top to the right next to the neon sign. Here? Uh, no, top, 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 right. Wait, what do you want, cutlery? cutlery. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, draw. <laughs> Idiot. Wow. Proper Donna Kebab. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Wow, Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you my answer to the question first. Right. And it might be impossible for you to answer it. Or you might not want to answer it. Interesting. But... There's not many questions I don't like answering. Okay. But my answer is yes, definitely. Mm. Okay? Is you saying that because you think I might not answer so you make me feel better by answering No, you just might feel it's a bit weird to answer it. Okay, interesting. Uh, I think yes, definitely. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey. Do you think Ella Rare has been slept on and should actually be the biggest artist <laughs> in the world? I say yes. 
And I can answer this because if someone said to me, Tom, do you think you should be the biggest radio and TV presenter in the world? I'd say, hell yeah, I should. I'm being slept on right now. Yes. Say it from the rooftop. Say it with your chest. Just shout it. Yeah. Now you can answer the question. Um... (laughs) So it's quite an interesting question. Yeah. Um, Because... I mean, the answer's yes. <laughs> there you go, good. <laughs> but no, but I mean, at the same time, I do think that I've I've had an, a phenomenal career. Amen. And I really am so grateful how f- things actually ended up going for me because I really had no plan. I've always gone in head first with no real idea what the hell I was doing. And I'm still learning. And so the fact that... People know who I am now and I'm 26 and I'm, you know, I didn't do a degree in music. I did musical theatre. Like, I really am guessing. Yeah. But I'm just doing stuff that I enjoy and hope that other people enjoy. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm amazed that anyone knows. I'm amazed that I won a Brit. Like, I'm amazed that I've had any number ones or worked with any DJs or artists that I would probably listen to if I wasn't doing music, you know? That was very diplomatic, but I... Such a good answer. But genuine, like... I I think that's what I've had to sort of teach myself as well, because it's very hard to, like, make the most of, like, your success sometimes when it's compared to others so much. Uh I've realised, more particularly in 2020, when I've had nothing else to do but think... (laughs) Um, Which can be a dangerous place. Well, exactly. But I think it was really positive because I've just been like, no, I've I've done amazing things. I've travelled to amazing places. I've done a lot more things than I expected to have ever achieved when I went into this. So anything else is a bonus and I'm still learning and growing and I'm only 26. Great answer. Need I remind you, some of my contemporaries were my age when... They got going. Well, yeah. I know once we've had a few beers and the mics are off, you're going to go, hell yeah, I'm slept on. Here's the people that I'm better than. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, I'm going to talk at you for a second. Okay. What people may not know and what I didn't know until very recently is that you are one of the best writers in the UK. And I didn't know that. And a lot of people won't know that unless you're sort of in this thing that they call the music industry. They probably wouldn't know. Mm. But you're an incredible, incredible writer. What are you basing this on, Tom? Uh, you have secret files that you're not I have secret yet? files. I just know what you did in Jamaica. And I thought it was absolutely <laughs> incredible. <laughs> That's all I'm basing this on. I rate that. Thank you very much. No, my absolute pleasure. Do you have any songs that you've written for other people and you think, hell, I should not have given that away? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I say that like there's loads. Um, there's one obvious one. Which and one? that's a lie. I don't wish I, I didn't give it away because actually I'm really grateful for the success for that record got. But I wrote this song called Changing. Yeah. And I wrote it on a day and I was really pissed off. I just was like, I don't know what it is about me, but sometimes if I'm really not feeling the song that I've written on, or not even the song, just the day, if I'm not feeling the day, then I don't like the song I've written on that day and I just write it off. And um, we didn't finish it. I think it was just because it was quite, a, like getting the right chorus was taking forever and I just struggled and I was just having one of those moments. Anyway, this is a really long winded way. Everybody's changing. Yeah, yeah. How was that by the way? Beautiful. Thanks. Cheers. On point. Nice one. Pitching. He did. He did tune it. To be yeah, fair. Yeah, did. But yeah. So you weren't happy on the day with it. So I wasn't happy on. Not with it. Just I just wasn't happy on the day. I was just being a bit of a knob. Right. And uh, so I was just like, whatever. And then they were like, do you want to finish the song? And I was like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, Sigma wants the song. Do you want to be on it? I was like, yeah. I don't want to do any more drum and bass. I've done too much 
my bass. Like, I want to do this soul pop thing that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Paloma Ferry's going to sing it. And I was like, sick, I love Paloma. Like, amazing. A song that I've written and been a part of is going to be sung by Paloma Ferry. That's so cool. So still to this day, I'm still really grateful that I gave it away. Yeah. But it did go to number one, and I could have another one of those things on my shelf. Damn it. I actually, it is actually over there. But it's, it's obviously not. Because you wrote it. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. I think a lot of people, unless you're sort of in this, wouldn't know how much writing you do and how much of an incredible writer you are. Thanks. There's a lot of artists in the world and in the UK Mm. that don't write their own stuff Mm. and don't have the artistry that you have. That's all I'm saying. It's not a question. I'm just saying... That's just what I want to say to you. So well done you for good skills. Thank you very much. Um, you, you released an EP in lockdown. How the hell did that happen? Are you happy? There's I, um, a question for you. Yeah, how the hell did it happen is the real question. I knew that lockdown was going to pose multiple issues with releasing. I knew that any plans that we did have for 2020 were going to be scuppered slash delayed slash rushed. I was just like... We're not going to be able to shoot videos for a while. We're not going to be able to market a record the way that I know my record label would like to do for certain songs. And we've got all this music just sitting in my drive. And like, I've always wanted the opportunity to just drop some music that has no pressure, no like thought process behind the charting or like no, you know, strategy. Just like, just put some music out. And so then... um, we chose a couple of records that stuck out of my mind. And it was just a really fun way to actually pass lockdown because I had something to focus on. We were having to try and find things for artworks and we were having to, you know, we were we shot a video in this living room right, right here. here. Right here. Amazing. We shot um, <laughs> Dreams right here where I'm sat. And that was really cool because I had to learn how to use cameras and like zooming and focusing. And it was all connected to a Zoom um, laptop. So then people were talking to me saying, oh, you need to turn the brightness up here. You need to do this here. And it was all very technical and I was completely alone and doing it. And it was a real challenge. And a passion project. So when it came out, I was like, wow, oh my God, that looks like a team of 50 people did it. Man did it on her own. My ones. (laughs) And um, so I'll always cherish that. And so I think that, um, I can't remember what the question is. What was it? Uh, You didn't need to be in lockdown. How the hell was that? Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty much it, you know. And you should be touring right now as well. I should be touring right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. I guess. Right now. That must be sad. Um, yeah, it's really sad because I haven't done a UK tour for five years. Wow. And this was going to be my first one. And then we rescheduled it and then we rescheduled it again. And I'm just, and we rescheduled it till like the end of next year. So hopefully we won't have to reschedule it again. Cause I just said, I'm not doing this announcement again. I ain't doing it again. So like, let's not do May. Um, let's do December. Yeah. Well, October, guys, just so you know. Tickets online right now. Tickets online right now. Go buy them tickets. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so um, I'm buzzing. I can't wait. I just want this shit to be over so we can enjoy the gig as we're supposed to. Yeah. And there's no way in how I would have done a half capacity gig. No. No way. I'm not interested. No. What's been your um, your favourite gig experience out of the one? Because in my mind, I think it would be like the big radio station gigs, just because they're so big. <laughs> Why am I what is going on? I don't know. I don't understand. Is it me? Yeah. It's your might, Gucci might t-shirt. It might be the Gucci tee. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. It's Thanks. very smart. Do you play tennis? No. <laughs> I just thought it looked good. <laughs> 
Not one racket, but two rackets on the front. Yeah, man. You you've never picked one never up. Never played tennis. Mum went mental when I bought this. I bet she did. You spent Arm what? Leg. Yeah, that's, that's car insurance if you live in Scotland. Mum, I bought a tea. <laughs> Get off my back, <laughs> mum. I'm a grown man. Yeah. Um, so what? I want to borrow some money for the house, but yeah, I bought ah. a tea for <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have bought the tea. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not going to buy it. Don't want to buy it. Sell it. Um, what was the original question? I don't care about the question because I'm going to ask you this question. It's quite difficult to talk and eat, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Especially when I'm sneezing as well. Do you just want to have that? Mm. There you go, have that. Mm, so I'll slow my questions down mm. so you have a chance to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Based on the acknowledgement of my Gucci tea, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. I'm very proud of this. It's the only Gucci item I own. Bar my wallet, which doesn't really count. I really wanted a Gucci item, so I bought it. Um, went on a TV show recently, was told I couldn't wear it, but Joel Dobbitt was allowed to wear his Gucci t-shirt. Screw you, Joel Dobbitt! <laughs> oh, nice, that's a side point. What's the most expensive thing you've ever bought? Um, And don't say house, because that's a really boring, really boring answer. Most expensive thing I've ever bought? Probably, like, when you say extort, like, expensive versus with the thing that you've bought it. I guess so, yeah. I guess what's Duvet the most... Duvet covers. Whoa, okay. Is that your thing? Well, no, I just... I, I fell in love with these duvet covers and just had a mad moment and did it. And every now and again, I'm shocked. Jesus. And appalled. Uh, so duvet covers just simply where the duvet lives. The duvet's home. Yeah. The covers that go yeah, on top well, of it. Well, you know, it looks nice. Makes the room look pretty. How much? Four hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> wow, that is funny. You gotta have your luxuries. Yeah, you know, I don't. I really. I think have I'm advice. done with this Donna kebab. Are you done? Yeah. Is it not good? It's fine. It's okay. But it was I, a four point seven. I know it's a four point seven, but I'm trying to get down to four stone. So yeah, fair enough. Can't well, be I'm, ins- I'm, I'm. You, know, you carry well, on. Done. I'm no, just you. gonna go and put mine in the kitchen. I'm loving mine. Can I, I love a lamb. Can I get another beer? Absolutely. There might not be any more oh, Moretti's. Oh, this lamb is delightful. Are you loving it? I'm glad mm. you like it. Cheers. Now, earlier on in the podcast, um, in fact, I'll give you a choice of because we we're we're getting through time here. Mm. What would you rather talk about, Jamaica or Harry Styles? Jamaica. Ah, well, I'll do both because I'm going to talk about Harry. Um, So, Jamaica has a big, a big part in your life because it's where your dad was from. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to know you a little bit when you went on a writing camp to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So, a writing camp, you were writing for your album, I guess. So, basically, Mm -hmm. you rented a studio in Jamaica and flew some of your best mates and the writers that you love out there. Yeah. Um, None of help. my mates. It wasn't a holiday. It wasn't a holiday. No. No. If management are listening, there was no fun house. No, but luckily a lot of the people I work with are my best mates. Yeah. So, but, you, so mostly colleagues. So you flew out there, people. <laughs> disclaimer. Like, massive disclaimer. Thanks for the paying. Who paid for that? <laughs> Island Records. Thanks, Island Records. <laughs> we worked so hard. Um, anyway, you went to Jamaica on a writing camp. I did. How the hell was that? Because it looked just heavenly. It was heavenly. It was quite a while ago now, so it does feel like a distant memory. But um, from from what I do remember, it was just really grounding. Yeah. Particularly because it was the first time that I'd been back since my dad had died. And I hadn't really, really, I don't think digested any of it. Like, like the worst part about my dad dying was that I just completely put it back. I did the gig and then just kept rolling. I didn't stop working and then yeah. it hit me like a year later so going back to jamaica was a risk you know my record label had spent 
Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's equipment. Just, it's fine. What is it with Iggy and things that are live in this house? It drives me nuts. Thanks, Iggy. You knocked a whole bottle of red wine on this couch on oh, a, one of my Insta lives once. <laughs> Madness. Too sweet though. Yeah, very sweet. Um, yeah, it was a really expensive trip, and it was my first sort of thing that I was doing with Ireland um, since I'd signed to them, and it was a big risk to go so soon after my dad had died. It was it potentially had a lot of trigger points. I was just obsessed with the idea of doing it. I just thought like I need to shock to my system. I need to be inspired, um, and what a way to inspire others to to come and write for my records. So it was amazing, amazing. To 10 days of just constant creativity and vibe. Yeah. And like, I just had way too much rum. <laughs> For a while, I couldn't taste it. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't touch it anymore. No. That's but the- it was amazing. It was a great trip. Very luxurious. And then Drake was there the next week. Whoa. He t- took a picture from the same <laughs> be- same bedroom as the one that, the one that I that was you stayed in. in. I was like, lol. I remember seeing photos of that trip. And it's so funny because you did exactly what I do yeah. as, the, as the pop star, which I'm not. But if I was on that trip, is you got the best bedroom, mm. didn't you? As you so should. <laughs> <laughs> this is my trip. I'm getting the, the main thing. It was amazing. It was inspirational in so many ways. So much so that my room had a steamer, steam room Whoa. in the shower. And I'm going to do that in my shower. In the new house. Yeah. Wow. It's important. It's for my voice. Exactly. It's important. Yeah. But it was so bougie. I need it. Do you want to see a seamless link here? Go on. Um, that studio that you were in was also the same studio used by Harry Styles. Oh, God. There you go. And we get there. <laughs> Um, I don't know why you're laboring this point. I'm so intrigued where you're going with it. Go on. Well, I'm pretty sure that after the Brits 2020, yeah. you went out for a night out with Harry Styles. I didn't go out for a night out with Harry Styles. Were you in the same club as Harry we Styles? We were in the same club as Harry Styles for a portion of time. And he was there. So it was a few other people. Oh. That's, that's how it rolls. Like This is how we roll. Clubbing in London. There just happens to be other people there and you might know who they are. That's cool, though. I'm not making any claim. You're making a claim to fame out of it than I am. No, because I would run with it. I was I was really hoping you would make more of the Harry Styles thing. Sorry. Sorry. There, there, isn't, there isn't much to make of it, really. Um, he um, it was pleasant. I was with my friend Megan. Trainer. Megan Trainer. And, all um, about the base. All about the base. And um, we'd never been out clubbing in London before. And we both had really early mornings. I was with you the next morning. You with me. Exactly. On, so I had yeah. a really early morning and so did she. And um, so we, we had no plans on having a late one. And then everyone was saying they were going to the box and... Megan had never been to the box and if you haven't been to the box you have to go to the box it's, so. a, it's a quite an experience it's quite the place go to the door and say Joe told you to <laughs> say, say Tom Green sent you to talk you'll to never Joe. get it into the box if you do that <laughs> no you will that's straight in Tom, say Tom Green sent me I'm here for Joe yeah fair they won't let you in no they won't um, but it's it's an experience and I and I knew Megan would just be like what the hell so uh, I had to go I had to take her and Harry was there yeah <laughs> I love that Megan Train is a big fan of yours isn't she yeah I don't know why I mean she, I do we're friends she's you know she's an amazing support I think you have an amazing like girl 
pal relationship nice. and i think it's really cool thanks because she's really supportive right yeah but like every time you release a tune she shares it on her yeah. story and she got you to do the voice the other week yeah i feel awful because i never do it because, I, <laughs> because because like i i'm not on social media as much as i used to be so i miss a lot of stuff so then she's like oh i've got a christmas album and i'm like, oh congrats on the album she's like it came out like four weeks ago but cool yeah cheers <laughs> Sorry. cheers for the share megan but um megan doesn't need it everyone loves megan that's true um talking about your social media okay. i was um stalking you earlier for this okay and ella's closet oh cute right so cute but i'm convinced that people think it's me <laughs> really yeah like i'm convinced that brands think that i do it to try and get some freebies or something i don't know no they're so on it the detail is phenomenal like it blows my mind sometimes i'll post a picture in my living room and they'll pick out the sky remote and like say sky remote argos <laughs> 29.99 and um does anything in the picture that they can possibly find on google it's but. unbelievable they oh. are so it's an instagram account which is dedicated to your closet but it's it's everything you wear it's not only like your top it'll be like hey this bracelet is from masoma or something like it's crazy levels of detail that i was really impressed by it's quite concerning how much time they must spend staring at photos trying to figure out where they're from yeah it's sometimes it like i'm like how how there's no branding on it like how did you get that you're quite into your fashion though right mm -hmm. every time i see your photo shoots or when you when you do something like a big public moment mm. what you wear is always real sick thank you very much is this something that comes from you or is it put on you like how much what's how much say do you have on what do you love um it's a mixture because back in the day i was really body conscious really like uncomfortable in a lot of things and when I had a much healthier relationship with food and with fitness, and I got to a sort of body weight that I would feel less conscious about, or not even a body weight, just a mindset. Like I had to completely flip my mindset where that was concerned. So then I started working with this girl, Daisy, who's now like my best friend. We spend every waking moment together. And she also doubles up as my creative director and stylist. And she is the coolest person I know. Her clothes are sick. And naturally she styles me really well. It seems uh, very natural. Yeah, and like, I think she gets a lot of inspiration from the things that I like to wear anyway, but she just takes it to the next level. And I have an interest in clothes. I'm not the best at finding clothes. I don't know what's new all the time. And that's why it's great having a relationship with her for those sort of things, because it allows me to, to learn and grow with, with that. I liked the pink leather leather pink leather coat suit suit thing with the cowhide uh corset yeah vibe. real strong cowhide corset is very daisy dean yeah <laughs> it's very daisy dean she loves a cowhide corset on the surface real out there but when you put it on works yeah no it's unbelievable there's just sometimes there'll be things on the rail and i'm like oh god why did she bring that and then i'll put it on and be like sick <laughs> nailed it yeah and then i wear it for four weeks running um do you ever see a headline about yourself which you think that's just a load of bollocks? Um, Apparently you broke up with your ex-boyfriend because you were richer than him. That's going <laughs> round at the moment. 
Oh wow, was that how they worded That's it? That's how they worded it. And I know this is what I mean, it won't be true, but I just thought it's funny to hear your No, because I've seen a version of that headline that is much more in my favour and what the story actually is, is that I got broken up with because I was a high runner. Oh, it could have been that. Yeah. I could have twisted it, Soz. Yeah, I think you did, because fucking hell. The bloody press. Wow. I've let them into my house. No wonder that gets like that. I know, sorry. No, um, they, um, I, I was doing a podcast and it was all about love and relationships and one of the th- conversations was about money. And in the podcast, I said that I was sure that one of the reasons why my ex skedaddled <laughs> was because they Good were, riddance. yeah, well, because they were intimidated by the dynamic. Because mm. you know, it is quite intimidating to live in somebody else's home and yeah. to be lent money and have a the car keys and yeah yeah and they're really not there not have to pay rent <laughs> <laughs> never really made me come either so <laughs> that bit we can believe that <laughs> that's staying in i'm not editing that out no that last bit was uh, a joke for effect but like that's a joke for an effect it was a joke for an effect and it was a good joke as far as joke. i'm concerned but no but uh yeah no i think <laughs> that that headline isn't incorrect but it was because it was from my podcast so it was sort Fine. of a direct comment um and this leads me to ask you are you used to being in the limelight now um, how does it feel do you are you worried by it do you feel a bit scared by it like social media photos taken every time every now and again it scares me but then again um i think this is why when people say like you know do you think you're underrated yeah I'm kind do of Do you like, see you slept on is my question. Well, okay, fine. To which my answer was yes. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, you know you know what? Like, if this, if this is being slept on, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like, imagine not being slept on. That's quite terrifying. Well, it's the end of your life. It's, it's, yeah. it's whatever the next thing is. Yeah. You wouldn't have... Put it this way. This would have been harder. Yeah. I wouldn't be here right now. And I think you wouldn't have the life that you do. Right now, and I don't think you'd be maybe as happy as you are. Who knows? I, I've, I, I've never had that level of fame to ever really know what it's like to be a One Direction person. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I th- I, you know what? I think I am just really grateful that people even care that I exist, care that I have music, care that I can sing and they might turn up to a show every now and again. Very diplomatic, Alan. Yeah, it is. So well, so well done. Buy my music. Go and buy it. <laughs> um, I, do, I do want to talk about, and we, we spoke about it before we started this, was X Factor this year, which you, <laughs> which you were on. Um, you did quite a bit of TV. Would yeah. you, like, that was fun. You were, a, you were their side judge, yeah. right? Yeah. With you, Naughty Boy, and Fred. Yeah, I think they were calling me a consultant. <laughs> so corporate. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I... I, I it was a really short stint and I think it was two days. It was long two days. Right. But it was fascinating to be in the presence of Simon Cowell. How is he? Yeah, really cool. Normal? Really? Yeah, really normal. I, I really liked him. I'm a bit obsessed by him. I don't feel like I got anywhere near to the experience that most people have had of Simon Cowell. So the one I had was cool. I think he's an absolute badass. <laughs> like I've heard, I've yeah, heard. I l- always love seeing him on pictures in on jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he photographs weird. Every year, same time of year. I was like, oh. Top off. It's that time of year. January normally, isn't it? <laughs> January. Simon Cowell. Psycho's in Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Cowell shot in, shot in the Maldives. Yeah. Having a lovely time. Walking his dogs. How does he get his dogs there? They're always, his dogs are always there. I swear you can fly dogs anywhere on a private jet, can't you? Yeah, you probably can. You've done a PJ. Yeah. I, have uh, you? Have I done a PJ? No, I haven't. Oh. No, never actually. My boyfriend has, but I haven't. Where's, where's your boyfriend gone? He's taking the dog down. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Because he works in music. This isn't yes. about him, this is about you. This is about me, but he does star. work in music. He's, yeah, he's been on many a private jet. That's sick. Mm. That's well cool. Um, I'm going to ask you something a little bit controversial. Well, you don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. You were quite vocal this year on a few subjects, one of them being Meghan Markle. <laughs> you seem to be quite passionate about the whole Meghan Markle thing. Um, whereas I don't really feel educated on the subject enough. Whereas you really went into the whole Mega Markle has been handled badly. When did I have this? Is this off air? Or was it with you? No, this wasn't with me. I saw it on Twitter. Really? Yeah. yeah. Did I? Yeah, you were just like Mega Markle Twitter. I mean, you'd have to talk about this if you don't want to. No, because it's true. Like, I mean, I don't think um, I said handled badly, but I think I feel really sad uh, for Megan because. It was her being a part of the royal family was a real opportunity for a person of colour to come in mm-hmm. and change that dynamic. Yeah. And to really set a precedent for all the people of colour that live in this country. And I think it's really sad that our only representative in that realm has essentially been kicked out. Was shunned, yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I think that more could have been done to protect. Okay. I like that. I agree with you. Oh, God. I agree I with you. I shouldn't have said anything. Everyone's no. going to come for me. I don't think anyone's going to come. Listen, I found it weird. I was, I was hearing something the other day, right? And it was on like Radio 4 or something. And it was like, um, it was like a news conference from the, for the 80s. Yeah. And it was like, anti-racist protesters. I'm like, isn't everyone an anti-racist racist <laughs> protester? Like, that's not a side, is it? That's just everyone. <laughs> The, mm. the anti-racist... I mean, everyone's anti-racist. Mm. That's like going, the protesters who breathe, mm. everyone breathes. No. Isn't everyone anti-racist? Yeah, but the sad truth, Tom, is that not everybody is anti-racist. No. Again, the Black Lives Matter thing, and I, I sort of want to have a chat about that in a way that feels normal without having... Because the, the Black Lives Matter conversation this year, in times I think everyone felt quite tense about it, mm. and everyone was quite... was really worried about what they said. Mm. And I don't think that was a way of pushing the conversation forward Mm. i think it's more normal to talk in a way without feeling scared right which is another thing black lives matter was a big thing for you you spoke about it on social media Mm. how do you feel about that now a few months on i mean i think if anything the one thing i really took away from that movement that's still very much a movement um is how important it is to learn how to communicate these things with people because at the end of the day all anybody needs is to be listened and to be heard you know like all the stories that you're hearing like the George Floyd story there's been so many of those and not to get too deep but there's been so many of those and it took one being filmed for the world to pay attention and they're finally paying attention just listen to what people have to say don't compare don't argue don't say oh but what about this religion what about this culture like it's not like that it's not about that this is about black people being oppressed for hundreds of years and we're suddenly getting our moment to speak out and say this isn't right and you've got people saying 
that they can't. No but, no No but, 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 yeah, yeah. And it's just a bit frustrating, but I think to keep it light, it's been a really big positive thing. I think a lot of the way that my friends speak and talk about these things um, and approach situations has really changed and I think that we are seeing change and I think that it will continue as long as people keep talking about it. Yeah. So it's all good. That's it's all good. We've got I a long th- way to go. I think that's a really good answer and I think that's the way we can now talk about it and yeah. how most people can now talk about it in a way that does feel more open yeah. and does feel more understanding yeah. is the best place to be. Yeah. I just wanted to get your take on that because I saw you talk about it and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's opened um, a lot of eyes for a lot of people in a lot of ways and i hope that i hope the majority of the uk wasn't offended by it they shouldn't be offended by it and they should just learn from it amen amen baby what's next for you what's the what's 2021 what's the future 2021 is um i think like a lot of people like a fresh new year a fresh perspective fresh approach to things um there's so much music that i've wrapped up this week yeah um that I'm actually the my biggest concern is choosing what is going to be next. Yeah, um, and that we're not quite agreeing on that at the moment. So it's going to be an interesting next year. Did rain in heaven ever come out? No. Should. It's 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 a conversation. I love that song. I love that song, Tom. But what I will not let happen is for that song to go unnoticed. Amen. So. Before I let you go, the final thing on Dangerous Dinners is to rate tonight's takeaway. Ella Air on Dangerous Dinners. We landed on Kebab, which by the roulette wheel behind me was almost impossible not to land on. What would you rate it out of five? I would rate it a three and a half. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Can we carry on drinking when the mic's off? Yes, we can. It's Ella Air! Yeah! Thank you. It's the Dangerous Dinners Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.